the Jets finally win a game. Zach Wilson finally plays well. The Jets finally score points. We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out and helps other Jets fans find the podcast. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Well, we're finally here on a Monday to recap a New York Jets victory. It's been a while since we've been able to say that, but the Jets blew out the Houston Texans 30-6 to yesterday at MetLife Stadium, a game that was scoreless at halftime, a game that was heading, looked like it was heading for your typical Jets finish through the first two quarters, you know, great defense, no offense from the Jets, and the Jets turn it on in the second half and get 30 points in one half of football. I mean, for the Jets this year, 30 points has been like three, four weeks worth worth of work, and then we're able to put that up in the second half. You know, there are wins that are meaningful for your team. You know, there are wins early on that set your course for the season. We thought we had some of those, you know, when the Jets beat Buffalo and when the Jets beat Philadelphia. It felt like those wins may have set the Jets' course for the season. Of course, they did not. There are some wins that are like measuring stick games, games where you show you can compete with the best in the league. Again, we thought we had some of those early in the season. We did not. There are games where you turn your season around, where you save your season. I think Buffalo had one of those yesterday in Kansas City. But not every win has this profound meaning. Sometimes in a lost season, you just have an enjoyable Sunday. Sometimes... After you go 13 weeks where there's not a lot of fun, everything clicks in a, on a Sunday in December. And that's, I think, more than anything what happened for the New York Jets in this game, especially in the second half. It was a complete performance in the second half. It was The first half was you know, the defense was dominant. The offense really could – the offense strung together maybe a drive or two, especially you know in the, the first drive where they, you know, they had the sack that knocked them out of field goal range. But it, it felt like a typical Jets game early on, as I said. And then the Jets turned it on in the second half. And, of course, the number one story for the for this game, I think, is going to be the play of Zach Wilson, in part because he's the quarterback, and the quarterback's always the story, but also in part because of what he went through over the last couple of weeks. You know, he was benched in the game against Buffalo. Was it unfair? Well, I don't think so. You know, he was playing badly. He had to go through everything that happened in the last week. Uh, the trade rumors, or I'm sorry, before we got to the trade rumors, the report came out that he was reluctant to go back into the lineup. And then later in the week, a report came out of a paper from Salt Lake City, Utah, that suggested you know he's expecting to be traded in the offseason. And, of course, that paper from Salt Lake City, the writer who broke the story, covers BYU football. So I don't think it takes Sherlock Holmes to figure out how that particular writer was able to break that story. Um, so all of this stuff this week, and quite frankly, 
even at the time, I felt like I understood why Zach Wilson might be a little reluctant. That got taken to a new level. I, I, you can understand his reluctance even more if the Jets have told him he's going to be traded in the offseason. Sometimes, though, you take that frustration on the field and you channel it in positive ways. And look, I, I don't know how much Zach Wilson was motivated by this game. I don't know how fired up he was, how how inspired he was to prove a point, but it may have played a role in this. You know, I, I wasn't super surprised. I, I was surprised from the standpoint I didn't think the Jets offense could do anything. If you ask me, though, which game was most likely for Zach Wilson to play well, even if I wasn't expecting it, it probably was this one because he got a chance to sit down a couple of weeks. He got a chance to clear his head. And then the week leading up to the game, he got plenty of motivation. And it was a very, I thought, a very good performance by Zach Wilson in this game. The final stat line looks really solid, 27 of 36, uh, 301 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, average of 8.4 yards per attempt, which is excellent, uh, passer rating of 117.9, uh, a QBR of only 45.2, which is you know kind of middle of the pack. But QBR kind of judges plays equally. And the first half, the Jets offense wasn't really moving, so that's maybe why the QBR isn't so great. But I think if you... Look at this objectively. It was one of Zach Wilson's best performances. It was one of the few times in his career where he could say he lifted the play of, the, of everybody around him. You know, the, the quarterbacks in this NFL, most of them are products of their surroundings to, to one to another. You know, there are some guys who are a little bit better than others, but for the most part, if you have a if you're in a good situation as a quarterback in this league, you're going to look pretty good. If you're in a bad situation, you're going to look pretty bad, and you know you kind of are what you're surrounded with. There are a few quarterbacks in the NFL who can lift their team consistently. And Zach Wilson, I'm not sure, is one of those quarterbacks who can lift his team consistently, but he was able to do it in this game in a way that he really hasn't in many other games. And I think the reads were pretty on point. You know, even in the first half when the Jets were not scoring points, I thought the caliber of Zach Wilson's play was pretty high. I, re I remarked during, late in the first half, it was more of a frustration remark because of the Jets, the Jets weren't scoring. It's, you, you forget like what it was like in the first half of this game because the second half was so good. But late in the first half of this game, I, I remember remarking that, you know, this Jets offense is so shaky that even when the quarterback looks like he's playing pretty well, they can't score points. And of course, that changed in the second half. First drive of the second half, Jets went right down the field and got a touchdown. It was one of three touchdown drives they had in the second half of this game. And a lot of it was Zach Wilson, you know, making the reads, putting the ball on the money, and sometimes even throwing guys open. There were a couple of Tyler Conklin catches where, you know, Conklin wasn't really open, but Zach just put the ball where it needed to get. It looked very reminiscent of the Jets' loss to the Kansas City Chiefs because even though the Jets lost that game to Kansas City back in week four, Zach was dealing. You know, Zach was putting the ball where it needed to get. Um, you know, what does this mean for Zach Wilson's future? I, I think it's easy to fall into these narratives. Now, I do think this was a better game called by Nathaniel Hack than we've seen at any point this season. It's easy to say that when the team scores 30 points versus when they, uh, you know, when they, they can't do anything. But I do think that, that Hackett was more aggressive in his play calling in this game, which was a positive. You know, it's easy to, to fall into these narratives. Oh, the Jets opened it up. And look, I wanted the Jets to open it up. You can look at the title of po Friday's podcast where I said the Jets really need to let Zach Wilson throw the ball. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, it's very it's going to be very easy to fall into narratives. Oh, well, Zach Wilson's great when the Jets actually give him a chance. You know, Zach Wilson's really struggled this year. And I don't think it's really fair to put most of that on the play calling, especially when you look at what Zach Wilson did in his first two years in the NFL. But I think on the same note, you have to give Zach Wilson a lot of credit. He was faced with a, a lot of adversity this week. 
He was faced with a lot of adversity over the last three weeks. He's been faced with a lot of adversity in his three years with the team. And in this game, he was excellent. You know, can he continue this? I think that's part of the question. I think Zach Wilson has struggled to stack good games in his career. You know, whenever, whenever there's been a positive moment, there's been two steps back the next week. So we'll see what happens next week. But for now, for a team that's really been struggling, for a team that's really been down, for a team that hasn't had a lot to feel good about, it's nice to get a win. It's nice to not just get a win, but it, it, one thing if the Jets won a game yesterday, like it, it was a similar style to the way they beat the Giants where you knew they really should not have won. This was a dominant performance by the New York Jets. This was their most complete game of the season. And Zach Wilson did have some help. And as we continue on this Monday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast, we're going to turn our attention to the supporting cast, a much maligned supporting cast. Frankly, a supporting cast that deserves to be much maligned based on how they played during the season. But just as we criticize when they play well and when they play poorly, we praise when they play well. And there's a lot of praise to go around the Jets offense. We'll give it out as we continue this Monday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by DoorDash. It's a victory Monday. We get to celebrate a Jets win over the Houston Texans. And there are so few of those during the season that you want to just savor it. Just like you want to savor a great meal. This is also the first day back at work for a lot of people after the weekend. When you get home tonight, you're probably not going to want to cook dinner. You'll want to have a great meal delivered to you. That's where DoorDash comes in. All you do is open the app, place your order, and a Dasher will bring you an amazing meal from any one of all the great restaurants in New York. One of them is Barano. Chef Albert DeMeglio opened this South Williamsburg restaurant in 2016 with a menu tailored to invoke the kinds of dishes his grandmother cooked for the family. His calling card is fresh mozzarella, handmade daily, and served smoked or salted with extra virgin olive oil. And he prepares giardinera, spicy pickled cauliflower onions and celery that go on anything, notably a burger with mozzarella. And I have a great deal for you with DoorDash. Right now, you can get up to t- a $10 value, 50% off when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number three, one word with no space, LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. A big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday. And then after you tune into Locked On Jets, you should know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Today on Lockdown Jets, we are breaking down a New York Jets victory. It feels good to say that, doesn't it? Um, Even if you're rooting for the team to lose for draft positioning or if you're rooting for the team to lose because people are going to get fired, a game like that just feels great. I mean, it's been so miserable watching this team. And the Jets dominated the Houston Texans 30-6. to All the points were scored in the second half of this game. It's kind of hilarious when you think about it. I feel bad. I guess maybe I feel bad for you, but I was thinking about people who bet the under in this game. The under was 33 heading into it. And at 0-0 at halftime, not only 0-0, but 0-0 with the report, weather reports suggesting it's going to get really bad in the second half. You had to think, like, this is a lock. And somehow you lost if you had the under after a scoreless first half. But the Jets exploded in the second half for 30 points. Uh, I mean, as I said in the first segment, 30 points for the Jets is like three to four weeks worth of work for the most part. How did it happen? Well, it starts with Zach Wilson, who... 
again, played what I think may have been his best game in the NFL. But he also had to help. And you know, one of the issues we've talked about through the season is how bad the Jets' supporting cast has been. Well, the supporting cast showed up in this one. And I, I think of it in three categories. I think of your stars. Now, the Jets' stars have frequently shown up this year. There have been some games where Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall haven't played well. I think in recent weeks, maybe they've seen their production tail off a bit. But the stars are what you know you have with the Jets. And the stars came to play in this game. In fact, both of them had over 100 yards from scrimmage. And they did most of their damage through through the passing game. Now, Garrett Wilson's always going to do most of his damage through the passing game because he's a wide receiver. And he chipped in 108 yards, nine catches. You know, I could even see, like, watching it on on the uh, TV view. Zach Wilson just knows to go to Garrett Wilson. You know, you can say a lot about Zach Wilson. One area where he's better than Tim Boyle is Zach Wilson knows where the ball needs to go. He knows his receiving group. He knows that Garrett Wilson's the guy. You could even see it that, like, when that extra safety was dropping into the box and the Texans were playing one deep, you knew Zach Wilson instinctively understood he needed to throw the ball to the outside. That's where Garrett Wilson's going to have a one-on-one matchup. When there's only one safety deep, the corner's not going to have help, so you go, you you throw the ball outside. You trust your receiver, especially when it's one, one like Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall, you know, we've, we've talked about it. Jets can't really run block that well, although Brees did have four yards per carry in this game. Brees did chip in 10 carries for 40 yards, so he did He did have a better statistical game efficiency-wise on the ground than he's been having lately. But as has been the case in recent weeks, most of his damage was done as a receiver. Now, we know Brees doesn't have the best hands. He's not maybe not the most re- refined route runner. But when he gets the ball in, his, when he gets the ball in space, he's going to do damage. And he chipped in another uh, eight catches for 86 yards. So of Zach Wilson's 27 completions, 17 of them were to Brees and Garrett. That's no surprise. These are the guys the Jets need to ride. These are the best players on the team. But the Jets win games, it's almost certainly because one of these two, if not both of them, look really good. So yeah, excellent performances by the Stars. But the Jets got performances from some of their guys who are lower on the depth chart. And I think about, you know, you need guys who are kind of supporting players. And the Jets don't really have many supporting players. But in this game, there are two supporting players who I think stepped up, and they both play the tight end position. It's a position where the Jets have not really had much success in through the years. But Tyler Conklin chips in four catches for 57 yards, and Jeremy Rucker three catches for 37 yards. You know, tight end's been an issue for the Jets. I mean, Conklin statistically has had a, you know, a season that looks good, but if you watch the games, I'm sure you know that like a lot of his production comes in garbage time when the Jets are getting blown out or on like third down checkdowns where they're way short of the sticks. This was one of the rare games where I think Conklin looked like the guy the Jets thought they were getting when they signed him from Minnesota. And Rucker, you know, is this Rucker's breakout party? I don't know. I think that he's still got a long way to go. But after Garrett and Brees, the Jets have gotten very little this season. And you need supporting players if your offense is going to have success. You need guys who can step up because not every play, like I, I told you, 17, 17 of the 27 completions went to Garrett and Brees. But that means somebody has to fill the void. And not enough people have been filling the void for the Jets this season. And finally, you got some production from guys who are maybe secondary players. Finally, you had guys step up into supporting roles in a way that they haven't so far this season. But I think beyond that, you also need role players. You need guys who maybe don't see the ball that much, but they make a timely play. And in this game, the Jets even got that. And I look at a guy who I wasn't even sure he was active. I don't even sure he's been active in recent weeks. Randall Cobb, who had his fourth catch of the season. You know, look, I mean, nobody's going to say that this catch uh, justifies the contract. Nobody's going to say the Jets are vindicated by signing Randall Cobb because he had a touchdown in this game, but he did. <laughs> he had one catch for 50. It was a 15-yard uh, touchdown, a little crossing route that 
caught the ball short and took it into the end zone. You know, a nice play. Um, one of the few highlights Randall Cobb will have this season. One of the, the highlights, uh, one of the few highlight, maybe the last highlight of Randall Cobb's career. But again, you need a role player, maybe a guy who's only going to see the ball once. But that one time, if he can make a big play, it can make a big difference. And then also Xavier Gibson, who scored on a nine-yard run, a little jet sweep action. And uh, Xavier Gibson took the ball into the end zone from nine yards out. You know, this Jets offense, which has struggled so much to score in the red zone, had some heroes in the form of Randall Cobb and Xavier Gibson. Uh, you know, those are the guys you wouldn't, would not expect to step up and deliver for this team. But you know what? That's kind of what you need. You need guys who, you know, aren't going to, produce a ton who aren't going to have a big role in your lineup, but you need them to make timely plays. Will these guys make timely plays the rest of the season? You know, probably not, especially Cobb. Maybe Gibson can, but Cobb's not going to give you much of anything the rest of the way. He only had one catch, but sometimes you just need, sometimes that one play makes a big difference in the game. And that's that's the way it happened for the Jets in this game. Finally, some guys stepped up on offense. You know, it, was, it was a lot Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson it was my number one player in this game. But there were other guys who responded in a way that the Jets really needed them to. Um, so finally, finally, an offense that looks like a, it has a full complement of weapons for the quarterback. And I, again, I'm not expecting that to continue. I think we got Garrett. I think we got Brees. And then it's a week-to-week type deal. But you know what? We criticize these guys enough when they don't perform. The one week where they do perform, they deserve a lot of kudos. Jets offense finally delivering for this football team. Finally, some guys stepping up behind Garrett and Brees and producing some offense. But let's not lose track of the defense. It's been the dominant unit all year. It's a unit that deserves better than the 5-8 and eight record the New York Jets have. As we continue on this Monday edition of Locked On Jets, we're going to give the defensive credit for another outstanding performance. They almost pitched a shutout. Couldn't quite get there. But we'll still give them plenty of praise continuing this Monday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. And with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can pick LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions, or you can just play the regular way. This week on Prize Picks, if you'd picked Garrett Wilson to go over 100 receiving yards or Brees Hall to go over 100 yards from scrimmage, you could have won big. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for a first deposit match of up to $100 using Prize Picks. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday. We're recapping a Jets win. They defeat the Houston Texans 30-6, to get their record to 5-8, and eight, and that five-game losing streak. The game just feels good. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i sure there are some people out there who are upset because they hurt, they hurt their draft positioning or whatever. But, you know what, even if you think the Jets should probably lose games, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of in that group where I feel like I understand it's better for the Jets to lose going forward in the long run. I just don't know how you can't how you can't be happy after a performance like that. I mean, that was some really good football the Jets played. The offense finally came to life in the second half of this game, and part of the reason the Jets were able to win was the defense held the Texans down. Uh, you know, Jets did not score points in the first half. Usually, when you get shut out in the first half, you're in deep trouble. Jets were tied because the defense pitched a first half shutout, 
and continued to dominate through the second half. Really, really the only the Texans showed was after a fumble Zach Wilson had late in the third quarter. It kind of felt like maybe the defense got caught back on its heels after that a little bit because the Texans went right down the field and scored a touchdown, you know, aided by a penalty on Tony Adams. But I couldn't help but think about back to last week when I was ranting about how the Jets allowed less than 3.1 yards per play and still lost that game. Jets allowed like a little over three yards per play last week and still managed to lose. Well, this week, they were even better on defense. They allowed only 2.6 yards per play. It's one of the most dominant defensive performances a defense has had all season long, holding the Texans to six points and holding down a tremendous quarterback in C.J. Stroud. I mean, a guy who looks like one of the, the new bright young stars in the NFL and unfortunately got knocked out of the game in the fourth quarter. But uh, I couldn't get, you know, it was really impressive. I was expecting the Jets defense to play well in this game. I don't know that I was expecting them to play quite that well. You know, I mentioned it on Friday how Jets have tighter passing windows than a lot of other teams in the league because of their defensive speed, because they don't have to blitz, because they can put more guys in the back of the defense and constrict the passing windows. And you could tell Stroud was having an issue with those. And you could also tell the Jets pass rush, which was a little shaky at the start of the game, I think really started to heat up as the game progressed. And uh, Stroud had issues with that as well. And I mean, I, I don't know what else needs to be said. I mean, can you re-sign Bryce Huff? And what more does this guy have to do? He's constantly in the backfield. He had a sack. He uh, drew a penalty. Or he should have dropped. Sorry, he didn't draw a penalty. Should have been. They should have thrown a bunch of holding uh, calls against Houston for because Huff would have had more sacks if he wasn't being blatantly held. I mean, the, the officials could throw a few flags there on Huff uh, on guys holding Huff. That'd be nice. Uh, Quinn and Williams had maybe his best game of the season. He had a sack. He he drew a penalty. Uh, he was constantly a disruptive presence. I thought the linebackers were both good. I thought Mosley and Quincy Williams both where they needed to be all game long. And then the back of the defense, that one, two, three punch, the sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, uh, Michael Carter, the seconds uh, trio continues to just stifle other teams. And it was a day where everything went right for the jets. You know, you got, you got contributions for, from guys on offense that you weren't expecting guys who really haven't produced a whole lot for you all season long. You know, the point where I felt like this was the jets day was a, a third down play when Tony Adams, covered John Mechie one-on-one. When you get a safety like Tony Adams, who's you know not the greatest cover guy in the world, he can cover a wide receiver, man-to-man, you just know it's it's the Jets' day. You just know this is a day where things are going right for the New York Jets. And it's been a while since things have gone right for the New York Jets. It's been a very difficult season. The season that began with such high expectations, and then they were crushed four plays in when Aaron Rodgers went down. And then the Jets managed to somehow raise the expectations because they got through the tough part of their schedule in decent shape. Then the bye comes and everything falls apart. Does this game get the Jets back into the playoff race? No, it does not. I'll be honest with you. The Jets still have a very long road to go. I mean, it would require them winning out, which not going to happen. But even if they did, they still, 9-8 and eight is still probably not enough to get this team in, into the playoffs in the, the AFC the way it is this year. But for one afternoon, we could forget about that. For one afternoon, we could watch some good football. For one afternoon, we could watch the Jets play really well. And for one afternoon, we could see Zach Wilson fulfill that promise many of us thought he had when the Jets drafted him second overall, promise that we haven't seen very often through his three-year career. You know, sometimes you just have to savor the moment while you're in it. Not every win has a, a deeper meaning. Sometimes you just get a game where everything clicks, even in a bad season. And I think that's what the New York Jets had, and I hope you get to enjoy it because these wins come far too frequently, and I think you got to save for them. 
it's not you know it's one thing if the Jets play bad and they they kind of squeak one out because the other team's worse. This was a great performance by the Jets. The New York Jets were the better team on the field this Sunday, and you know maybe we'll see maybe we'll see some good football down the stretch as well. Anyway, but that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the podcast. Hope you have a great Monday, everybody. Enjoy the Victory Monday. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.